0: The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Bart Walker.
1: Hey, good morning to you. Welcome in. The feel of fall is in the air. Pretty soon, we'll see the colors fall, too. It's going to be beautiful out there. Anthony Tuggle is with us from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension
2: Service. Anthony, how in the world are you? I'm good, boy. How are you doing today? Doing fine. Good to have you with us it's today. Good to be on here in this nice, brisk, beautiful, yeah. gorgeous morning.
1: It is. And people, they need to take advantage of that weather because that is a good time to do some fixing up in the yard.
2: Oh, yes, most definitely a good opportunity to go out and um, prune some shrubs, uh, prepare the grid and uh, spruce up those uh, tall fescue lawns, time to go ahead and start seeding some of those. Soil sampling is always good, you want to make sure you do some soil sampling. We had a lot of questions this week on uh, soil sampling and reading their soil samples.
1: Well, what kind of questions did you have? Because if somebody had a question, (laughs) I bet you another person has the same one.
2: Well, basically, their results want to know how to read their results. And and, in most cases, Uh, When we get out and they get their soil test results back, uh, especially if it need uh, uh, some lime, how much lime to put down, trying to help them calculate that uh, was a couple of calls calculating the amount of lime based on their soil test report Mm -hmm. and should they put it all down at one time and could they break it up. They didn't need but very little so they could put all it down at one time.
1: Is lime pretty much
2: a a standard need in this area? Actually, no. It's kind of, with all the limestone rock we have lime, is typically not... um, one of those things we, we, we need a lot, but we think about uh, how much soil that's being moved around as we build, <laughs> uh, building all these houses and things like that. So uh, in, in some situations, then, then lime is a, uh, one of those products that you may need. But also, you know, how much uh, the other cause dealing with um, fertilization. Uh, you know, once you get all that information back, it's kind of, be, uh, kind of overwhelming. You don't know what to do, how to interpret it. So they want to know uh, uh, how much fertilizer, how much, which one of the, which one was the best, and, and when should they put it down. So we're in a time now, especially when think about tall fescue lawns. To uh, if you don't, if you need to overseed uh, some of those little thin spots or, or deep thatch, raid. So it's been it been a whirlwind of, of, of turf questions uh, right now. So really, we're in a good opportunity for tall fescue lawn to go ahead and start preparing to uh, overseed. Especially, uh, I know a lot of people want to go in and de-aerate uh, and then um, uh, put those seeds down. That seemed like a common practice. Uh, I still try to encourage people, they have thatch, which is a lot of dead layer of grass and uh, things of that nature. Because it will grow, come up and grow during the fall and spring of the year. But once it starts turning out uh, dry, that roots are in that thatch and they don't survive. Survive as well, or, or they'll not get truly established. So, remove that thatch layer is, is more important than aeration, uh, than when it comes to seeding. But now, right now, we've in this trend of aeration and seeding, but dethatching thatching is, is really more important. Uh, and then once you do that, um, any other question deal with the amount of uh. Can I go in and fertilize uh, if you don't need to so you can do that in combination of blooming those together if you need to oversee. But if you don't need to oversee, yeah, we're in a good opportunity to start putting down some of that uh, um, um, people want to call it winterizing fertilizer, but basically some fertilizer. Uh, when we look at Bermuda and, and Georgia lawns. Those are, are, are still growing, but with the cool temperatures we are having now, uh, those are beginning to slow down uh typically they all start uh, really going into dormancy uh after we get the first frost. So we'll we'll uh when we having a Bermuda lawn and I me mean, mowing I can't wait till that first frost falls coming so I can uh stop mowing my yard. <laughs> you <laughs> well mean so you don't I'll, enjoy that <laughs> I'm I'm getting pretty excited about the first frost bar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: now for us to do uh you know, a soil check what do we need to do? How, how much do you need? How much soil do you need and where do you get it and how deep do you go?
2: Well, we uh, need about a pint of soil. We tell people to go down anywhere from six to uh, eight inches in, in, in depth. You want to get down in the root zone of those and randomly go out uh, throughout your lawn or garden area. You could not but go out through a uh, sampling area and then and. The more the sites, the better. And you'll mix all that together and then uh, you'll bring it in or you actually, uh, or you can ship it in yourself. And then and I said, Matt, we need about a paint. So usually go get, go down six to eight inches and go to 20 locations uh, and about a teaspoon. I tell people about a teaspoon or a tablespoon full, and that will be about a paint. So the more location you go to, the better. Uh, we have people sometimes basically just go out in one spot, dig up in the middle of their yard that's not a that's not a, a true representation of that site that they're really um, looking at trying to um, sample so mm-hmm. the more sites the better okay so
1: uh, let's get that over there to the AG Center is that where you bring it
2: well we do they could bring there a um, a charge or $20 charge for, I think if you send it, if we send it, I think it may be $25, but it, you can take it or ship it yourself to the lab. So uh, either either way works.
1: And really, uh, tomorrow is a good time to do it because you can go over and check out the farmer's market in the morning <laughs> and drop off
2: your uh, soil sample. That, that is, but the farmer market is still going well. Um, you know, obviously in the fall of the year, vegetables and things have started to, uh Taylor, awesome. But uh, Fridays are usually a little bit better than Tuesday. Kind of been always been that way, but uh, so they can come get them some fresh fruit. They still have quite a bit of tomatoes, peppers, and uh, get there early. There are a few vendors with some turnip greens and things of that nature. I love so that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So so they can still pick up a few things. Obviously, we still have a lot of honey, uh, honey vendors there, which I need to get some myself. Uh, and also, we have meat vendors still as well. So, we have quite a bit of variety of things that's going on at the farmer's market.
1: Is it too late? Now, I've heard some folks uh, talking about they link up with these local farmers and they buy uh, something on a regular basis and they get it uh, in a box of something that the farmer puts together each week.
2: Yeah, we, uh, yeah what they refer to as a CSA. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Community-sponsored agriculture. Basically, they are helping the farmers, and farmers are helping them with fresh uh, vegetables. Each uh, well, depending on what period they have, uh, two weeks, month, whatever the case they may. Weekly, depending on how they set them up. Uh, right now, they probably can look at signing on for next year. A large variety of vegetables, again, are, are tailoring off, and they're probably not going to add any new ones for, the, for this current year. They may have some open for next year. So if you're interested in doing some of that, then I will really go ahead and uh, talk to some of the uh, pro- uh, producers and see mm-hmm. can you uh, get on for next year. Sounds good. Let's take a phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS
1: with Anthony Tuggle. How are you today?
3: Hey, hey. I am great. Good. Good morning. Good morning. Okay, Anthony. Yes, ma'am. The um Amish guy or uh, I don't know what he was. Let me turn it down. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Thank you. The radio's a little bit loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: sorry. Uh, the Amish guy that used to set up um, or last, you know, year or whenever, that uh, always had the nice potatoes and beets at the end of the season. Is there any way I can get a hold to that man? I know he lives up
2: in um, Warren County. Uh, um, uh,
3: I guess close to Lewisburg or L- L- Lynchburg
2: or whatever. Uh, if you, We probably can see. Can we can link you all up. Uh, how about you call the office and ask for Heather Lambert at uh, 615-898-7710. Again, that's uh, Heather Lambert at 615-898-7710. She may be able to connect you all together.
3: Okay, but you know the man
2: I'm talking about. I do, yes, ma'am.
3: Okay. Okay, thank you very much.
2: Yes, ma'am.
1: Good luck to you. Have a good day. 615-893-1450 is our phone number. So if you have a question or comment, give us a shout. 615 893 1450 and I want to drop this in it has nothing to do with lawns and gardens (laughs) but it was uh, discussed on the show today or yesterday Uh, didn't have a whole lot to do with the show yesterday either but it was an interesting tidbit (laughs) somebody said when Elvis came to town there was some place he stayed and they thought it was on the Manchester highway we couldn't come up with it (laughs) no matter how hard we tried uh, and, and somebody sent this in this morning. It says, this is a rumor, but they say that Elvis uh, is said to have stayed at, uh, on the Salem Highway. Uh, so that's the one that goes to Eagleville. Uh, I guess that's Highway 99. Uh, at the Stembridge home on Salem Highway, which today is known as the McCullough home. Mr. Stembridge had a recording studio in his home and he also heard that Elvis would stay uh, occasionally at the Ramada Inn. <coughs> so there's a bed at the Ramada Inn that they could put a sign on. <laughs> Elvis slept here. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, if that uh, that's pretty neat. I mean, people are, uh, this is a neat town. Let's take another call here. <laughs> Good morning. You're on WGNS
2: with Anthony.
1: Good morning, and hi,
3: Anthony.
2: Good morning. How are you?
3: Fine. Is there anywhere I can get a tulip poplar tree? I I had one before, but the electric people cut it down. They thought it was too close to the wire. <laughs> they didn't know what it was. <laughs> uh,
2: yes, ma'am. You can find some at uh, probably some of the local nurseries. Uh, and actually, we, in the past, I'm trying to think what month it is, I want to say March, February, March, April, one of those months. Uh, our master gardeners uh, participated in that tree giveaway. In the last few years, they've had uh, tulip poplars to give out uh, part of that bundle uh, at no charge. But, uh, okay. I'm, but I can't guarantee that that's going to be that same. I mean, there'll be that issue. Okay. Take the variety changes, but that is one way to get some. And also, again, uh, the local nursery would have them all over the place.
3: Oh, so okay. you can well, thank you Bruce. don't plant it in
2: the same place where the electric company cut it down. There though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, they tried to give me another one, but I don't think that's what it was because it didn't. It wasn't. It wasn't a tulip poplar, but I was really hurt over that. Now, but Thank you. Isn't, isn't
1: that our state tree? It is. It is. <laughs> it, is. it is. It really is, and
3: well. that's a, it, was, it, it was a beautiful tree, though. Okay, well thank you so much And thank you Bart for having this program
1: Well you have a great day thank Talk you. to you later, bye bye 615-893-1450 Let's get those tulip poplars out there Put out, isn't this a good time Of the month to plant is it, trees? Is it, or is it a good month to plant trees? Well, I mean,
2: we agree we approaching You can plant, uh, plant them now, preferably in November It's a little bit better time uh, but October November uh, would be preferably but, but the way the weather we having right now I wouldn't be afraid to go ahead and uh, uh plant any plant plant those uh trees I mean most of them are containerized plants so they are designed to uh, really plant at any time but the optimal time would be October November time frame uh, to, to really plant those especially those trees shrub and landscaping plants so uh, but
1: I know yeah, the. The, time work. Uh, the folks over at the farmers market sometimes sell flowers and bushes and sometimes trees. Uh, have you seen any tulip poplars over there this year at the farmers market? Or I... can you ask them? Oh, I mean, oh, you can Could she them. go over there and say, hey, oh, I yeah. need a tulip poplar.
2: Yeah, and they probably have it, they'll bring it back the following Tuesday or Friday. Yeah, she can do that. Um no, I really hadn't seen any tulip poplar. I really wasn't I didn't I bought some, some other plants. So I really you know, you kind of get zoned in on what you want. You don't really yeah. see the other, other plants. But she reminded me I had to unfortunately I had to cut my tulip poplar down as well. It got too close to the house.
1: I didn't know they got that big.
2: They seen, they were, this one seen, the, the growth rate was a lot faster than I, <laughs> you thought, it <laughs> I, I thought it would be. Yeah. Oh. But sometimes they get in an uh, ideal location and they just uh, really take off and flourish. But I'm, unfortunately, I had to cut mine down too.
1: I hope somebody out there is keeping track of the uh, fogs in August and all of those other things that we're supposed to be doing. Uh, we, we need
2: to call Dwayne Trail Yeah, sometime. I was thinking that the other day. We missed the uh, woolly worm forecast and had to fall for the snow. So the uh, folklore forecast has been a Now, are, time are we, we
1: past the woolly worm time? Or should we have already seen woolly
2: worms? I think they should be time may be coming up I really I hadn't seen any I haven't either (laughs) so I don't know if that's a bad sign or. I I
1: know right
2: (laughs) we need to call Mr. Trill and uh, get a a reference on that but I think the time should be coming up I wonder
1: if he keeps track of that still I mean
2: it's hard to break old habits yeah he he probably tracking it down and making notes and and, and forecasting to his family and friends Dwayne, if, if you're listening,
1: we we would like to to have you give us a, a woolly worm, and uh, you know all that other stuff. The uh, smoke rising and things of that. Hopefully, you're not seeing too much smoke rising right now. You don't have any fire in the fireplace.
2: No, we should Hopefully not. But, <laughs> but spiders
1: looks- and all of those things. Yeah.
2: So. Uh,
1: if what is your you know, anybody listening out there? What is your favorite? Uh, Folk fall, folklore. Folklore. Yeah. What, what's the way that your granddad and your grandmom used to tell you, ah, oh, those woolly worms are darker, or the spiders are this or that, uh, and there's, there's just so many fascinating things, and what's interesting is uh, they all have some connection, uh, and and pretty accurate. Some of them pretty accurate, too. Six one five eight nine three fourteen fifty. 1450 That is our phone number, 615-893-1450. We're going to pause for just a moment. We will be back, I promise you, with Anthony Tuggle from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. We've just barely touched the tip of the iceberg on all the good stuff that Anthony has here today. Stay with us.
0: The Dave Ramsey Show, we taste from one to four. WGNS,
3: your good neighbor station.
0: Rutherford County's place to talk.
3: This is Trevor Tidwell from Bell Jewelers, and we are the one-stop shop for your jewelry needs. In addition of having a wide variety of jewelry and watches, we also do repairs, and those are done right here in the shop. And when it comes to diamonds, my grandfather used to say, nothing sparkles like a Bell Jewelers diamond. Come see us at Bell Jewelers. For almost 150 years, Bell Jewelers has been your family-owned jewelry store. We're at 821 Northwest Broad Street, across
0: from Toots. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Family Restaurants. Did you know that Demas's now can cater events? We can ship most of our pastas and we can deliver it to your door. If you're interested in our catering, you can go to demusesrestaurants.com and click on the menus on catering to see what options we have available for your next event. Demas' Family Restaurants, go to demusesrestaurants.com, Demas' Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street.
3: This is Amanda from Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. Don't let your dog be bored this fall. Come see us at Animal City for some of the best toys to keep them entertained and engaged. Come see us at Animal City and let our 32 years experience benefit you and your pets. Come check out our selection here at Animal City. We have freshwater, saltwater, corals, and more. Animal City, 919 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro.
0: Good morning. traffic still busy right now on 24 trying to get up through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. It's been pretty eventful up through there this morning with a couple of wrecks, stalled vehicles. Uh, it's now starting to get really heavy again coming up through Laverne, especially on 24 westbound. Just uh, allow yourself a little bit of extra time as they work a wreck on 440 westbound at Nolensville Pike. If you're normally traveling that area, it's running slow from an earlier crash. Hey, Ripley's is hiring for all 10 attractions. Check them out online today at Ripley's.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on traffic.
3: Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at TireWorld.us.
0: The GNS in our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. WTNS AM, FM, and online.
1: Having a ball over here on WGNS, Anthony Tuggles with us in the party room, and he's from the Rutherford County Agricultural Extension Service. If you want to have some fun this weekend, in addition to taking advantage of all of the great things happening in the community, you can go out and plant a tulip poplar tree or something of that sort, Uh, but, but you should be taking soil samples that is that the number one thing on the priority list right now?
2: Yeah, probably so. I mean, if that, unless they are still trying to plant some turnip greens and things, it's not too late to plant, uh, continue to plant some of those uh, leafy vegetables like that. Uh, but also but yeah, planting trees and shrubs are going to be the uh, uh, part of the secondary thing after doing the soil sampling, uh, getting ready to oversee lawns, maybe number one, more people have lawns. so. Preparing lunch for overseeding and uh, f- uh, fall fertilization, uh, probably be some of the other ones at the top of the list. Now, well. is there
1: a particular, is it right now that we need to be doing the overseeding, or is that next month, or when is it?
2: I wouldn't be afraid to go ahead and do some of that now uh, with the temperatures we have had. Now, obviously, you know it's kind of a dry rain, had in the rain, otherwise we're going to have to really uh, keep those seeds moist. Usually uh, later in the month, or October, we typically have more rains, so it'll be a little bit easier to get those established, and also be typically a bit cooler. Uh, Ideal time would be in October. This year, we uh, seem to be having. Uh, cooler temperatures earlier <laughs> than normal so uh, that's when I say it wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be afraid but you're going to have to really water and keep those uh, moist but uh, ideally we want to really start seeing those later in the month and the first of October will be <clears throat> the typically most recommended time but where the temperatures are right now I wouldn't be afraid to go ahead and uh, do that. I'm not sure what the forecast is for next week. I think maybe some rain so it may be uh, a really good opportunity to go ahead and, uh, and do some of that.
1: Here's a text from a listener who's asking, uh, they said they've just recently moved to town and they have moved into an older home and they said it looks as if the yard is a conglomeration of different types of grasses, including a heavy abundance of weeds. Uh, <laughs> they would just as soon start over. Is it a good time to start over? And what do they need to do?
2: Um, yes, it the answer to answer the question, if you want to start over and you want to plant tall fescue, yes. Uh, what you want to do is basically go out, spray Roundup, and uh, really take out uh, all your, uh your varieties of weeds and grasses, and then wait. A, uh, usually wait about a, a week. With these temperatures being a little bit cooler, Roundup is not going to uh, work as fast, uh, so you... And once all that dies out, you may want to go back with a second application to uh, spray some. Typically, we kind of miss a little bit, um, and then once all that is done, then you can basically really want to uh, try to uh, remove as much as the uh, old dead uh, debris that's there. Try to remove as much of that as possible. Um, one option would be to till it up, till it up. Uh, depending how big a yard you got. Uh, you may want to use a split cedar, and that basically is a little, um, a little, little box. I call it. A little, it's basically put slits into the soil, mm-hmm. and then and then drop the seeds right into the soil, so you actually get good soil to seed contact and uh, then try to keep those seeds moist but if you're going to have to till it up then you may want to kind of roll it to have a good firm bed you, uh, seeds have a tendency to, to grow better in a good firm bed but the biggest thing is to kill that uh, grass out and uh, uh, try to get much of that debris up as you can so you can have a good uh, soil to seed contact and, uh, and keep those seeds moist uh, and you probably won't want to add a, without a soil test you might want to add a c- com- If you want to till it up, add a uh, work in to a complete fertilizer, which had nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium in it. But I would recommend go ahead and get a soil test uh, at at some point in this process so you can really know what your pH is and what nutrients you have available uh, for those uh, grass uh, grass, uh, plants that will be coming up.
1: Now, the person said that their yard had looked pretty bad for a good while. Uh, It's going to really look bad (laughs) (laughs) whatever grass you have, <laughs> off of it, how long will it stay barren, uh, or will it look, will it change back to looking good again pretty soon?
2: Uh, usually, uh, once you get all that done, uh, tall fescue have a an optimum condition and keeping them more Tall fescue have a uh, germination rate for anywhere from five to seven days until you know. Obviously, going to be some real small seedling, uh, and uh, and they will continue to grow after that. So, I'm going to say. Earlier, for them to be smaller, get up where you can really see some coverage. I'm gonna say uh, three weeks maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and, um, and, and that's really if you're doing uh, everything um, uh, really well and, and, and keeping those seeds more and, and, and have a good uh, uh, nutrition base. So, I think you'll be about three weeks, you should be. Well, maybe a little bit longer there, cause you're gonna be killing it. All we got to wait two weeks. It's mm-hmm. so about a month. <laughs> <more> <laughs> I think about it. we got you, going But once you get it uh, all the way broken down, and once you start to plan it, so you should be have a good coverage in about three weeks once uh, you've done that process.
1: Okay.
2: Um, another option. I mean, she said it sounded so bad, but if there are some uh, option if people don't have to kill everything off. They can maybe, they can cut it back. Uh, Again, remove all the thatch, much of that thatch and dead grass as possible, uh, cutting it real low. And they can use a uh, split seeder or they can uh, broadcast it in and basically come up there. You will still have that competing grass and weeds. Uh, Then you can selectively go in and take those weeds out at another time. That little process is a little bit longer to manage, a little bit more difficult to manage that way. But it can be done without going all the way back to uh, background.
1: You know, again, what type of grass did you say does best here?
2: Uh, <laughs> this time of year, we're going to recommend a tall fescue if we are going to uh, overseed or uh, reestablish. And there are numerous varieties of tall fescue. I and mean, we do have some uh, varieties uh, demonstration over at, at the office. They can come and look at some of the varieties that Mitchell have. I think it may be 20 something, maybe more than that. I saw some extra ones out the other day. So. so,
1: actual plots of grass that, that that you can actually see touch walk on the whole
2: bit yeah they can compare some of those and, and look at some of those uh, varieties how big are those um four feet by six feet maybe so big enough to actually see what's yeah, happening they, they can lay down on two bars okay. <laughs> spend the night there yeah have a little nap <laughs> <laughs> but no they are they are well yeah, enough they can see some differences in some of those and then they may look at some of those varieties um so that, that, that so those are some options, but that option by not taking everything down. Typically, I like to tell people the rule of thumb, if it's more than 50% bare spots or in, in weeds, you may be at a point you may want to just take everything out and start completely over versus trying to renovate some of those.
1: It's, sometimes that's the easiest thing to do, the smartest thing to do. Otherwise, you're just going to have a, a <laughs> continued mix of, of mess
2: <laughs> yeah exactly right i mean i it was a, it was a guy in the office of uh, a week or so ago and and he was talking about working on his yard rec- getting some recommendation and i you know, talked about fertilizing how much you going to mow he said, oh, that's my therapist, i love the mow so uh, i have I a tried to, who does i tried to hire him but he wouldn't want to come over here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now for people we have a text uh, listener said they heard you talking about the uh, uh greens and things of that sort the turnips uh, what other kinds of things can you continue to plant right now?
2: Well, we're pretty limited outside the leafy vegetables. Those are going to be the only ones I'm really going to recommend. We Turnip
1: greens it. is the only Pretty thing. much.
2: Uh, I mean, make, you may can go in with some lettuce, um, not too late. I mean, I really, if I'm going to get to the lettuce, I'm going to get it done this week. Uh, maybe some mustard, some, uh, uh, spinach, uh, radishes uh some things we can uh go in and, and probably can plant now um outside of those it's gonna be pretty limited on um on, on things we can plant at this time but again the leafy vegetables radishes uh, and things of that nature
1: okay and and how soon would they be edible how soon would they be growing
2: um <laughs> i can't remember how long it took. i looked th- Use a ton of greens, or especially you fertilize them and things of that nature. Is, uh, I don't um, several weeks, maybe, mm-hmm. okay. uh, so not long. Then. You know, I mean, it varies on the situation. Maybe I'm gonna say, on the average, a month, maybe you'd be harvesting. some for, okay. for most of all of those. Uh, Spinach be a little bit three to three to four month time frame. I mean, we're
1: we're living in an instant gratification world. Yeah, we we are yeah, not gonna be I want to those a, tomorrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they want them. They want them tomorrow. They gonna like come to the farmers market. Far- <laughs> 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 uh,
1: that brings up another thing at the farmers market, uh, and, and we have these folks on the radio on a regular basis, thanks to Anthony there, uh, the master gardeners. They are there at the farmers market, and they're there for
2: a reason. Tell us a little about what the master gardeners do. Well, they uh, help us out a lot. Um, they uh, they basically they they have set up under the outdoor classroom, and they can you go there and visit and talk with them. You can, if you have any questions or if you have some samples you want to bring by, uh, and they'll be glad to answer. Um, kind of like what i'm doing here today there but you have them face to face they can answer questions identify different plants and weeds and uh, things of that nature so you can go out and visit with them to uh at their at their booth ask a master gardener uh, a lot of time they recruit members from out there as well a lot of people want to know uh, and then they discuss also people come and visit those um, Butterfly Gardens, uh, herb beds, uh, raised bed gardens, and some of those other gardens and beds out there, they uh, uh, talk about what they're growing and how they're growing it. and So they're just really educating the community on, 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 on gardening on horticultural uh, issues and concerns as well as answering questions, solving some of their issues and concerns. So, yeah, on Tuesday and Friday's doing Market Time, uh, feel free to drop by uh, the Master Gardeners at the Outdoor Classroom or uh, you can drop into the office as well but they are right there there when you go to the market they are sitting right there at the outdoor classroom they'd be glad to answer your question uh, as well okay
1: that's uh, over at the farmers market and that is every tuesday and friday tomorrow happens to be friday so that's seven in the morning until noon that, do you still have a, a class or a program at nine o'clock
2: well we have a uh, we have people that uh, we we've since covid we haven't really had the class we do have someone doing an educational display outside of the um classroom so there are uh, where it's uh, you
1: know pe- more room for the germs to spread out <laughs> and, and not get on you
2: <laughs> well we, we started that doing uh doing covid and people seem to really like it so we, we kind of kept it that way uh we have uh we have community partners that are there do- with uh doing some educational program uh, we have uh, whether they're from MTSU, some uh, the water department, city of Murfreesboro, whatever, all over the place. Uh, then we have uh, some of our staff there, uh, as well, setting up displays and having an educational talk as well. So they did have displays and talking about maybe hand washing or maybe uh, preparing a healthy snack or how to uh, control big bugs or how to identify big bugs. So we, we just have it depend on which agent it is mm-hmm. that's there. so it's a variety of topic we have. It's just educational. They stop and visit and talk. Since you
1: brought up COVID, I heard this yesterday on the radio and got so excited about it. Uh, they were saying that they had been tracking the coronavirus uh, number of cases and they predict that uh, we're on the extreme downside. In fact, they said it looks like the pandemic is gone now, that uh, this past week we had our lowest number of new cases of COVID of any time. This is over the whole United States, not Murfreesboro, not Nashville, but the whole United States, the lowest number of cases uh, since we began
2: this. Wow, that is good.
1: So I think we're all ready for that. You
2: kind of, <laughs> you kind of scared me at first I said COVID. You, got, you said, you got excited about COVID. Oh, what was he going to say? You got excited about COVID. I wonder what direction <laughs> good, you was heading. <laughs> well, I appreciate you clearing that up <laughs> for me. <laughs> so uh, we're all ready to go back to normal i think we're ready i think we we, we all we've been ready i think we are we've already kind of transitioned a lot of ways but, yeah uh,
1: but we've learned a lot we I, mean, I think we could have learned it just uh, as easily not having it but uh,
2: <laughs> we were forced to learn that's right we do a, like you said we do a, a lot of our meetings now we have face-to-face meeting but we're also broadcasting Mm -hmm. uh our educational sessions and things of that nature streaming it online online uh we do so i mean there was some some really good takeaways and things we could like i said we didn't need COVID to teach us but we were forced to do some of these uh some of these educational opportunities and other things as well um so i think for for the for that reason you know and, and we have—I like tell people all the time. We know we have, you know, we have—you know—we have face-to-face classes. If you living out in Milton or on the other side of town, even in TSU and trying to get to our office at a certain time for a program with traffic, it is. I'll, I'll probably stay at home and stream it. First <laughs> <laughs> of trying to drive through Murfreesboro at a certain time of the day.
1: Yeah, you can <laughs> sit at home and uh, kick off your shoes and
2: have popcorn and watch it. <laughs> That's right, and ask questions online because, like, coming into this morning, I'm like. Man, I'm i I might have to call in. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call in on my way because <laughs> I thought I was gonna be late, but uh, it's, 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 it's lighting up. So you're gonna have to leave a lot earlier than you normally would. Uh, so
1: let me. Uh, here's a question from a listener, and they said that uh, they always hear the conversation about the, uh, the 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 big trees, the white trees. Uh, what are those called? The the that are, people are saying are. Uh, not good to have, that they're weak. Uh, at any rate, this person says, white. what is wrong with having these, uh, that their neighbors have some of them, and uh, they're beautiful trees in the springtime, but what is uh, and they've heard people say they smell bad, but they don't notice the smell. Uh, and I'm, I'm thinking they're talking about the Bradford pears. Wouldn't swear to that. But, that
2: well, uh, she said, but you do me with the white tree, maybe the Aren't, of, aren't mean, those,
1: uh, as the person described it here on the email, <laughs> or the text rather.
2: Well, uh, Bradford Pears, uh, they do have some white flour, and they do have a, um, a bad odor, if that's the one they're referring to. So do
1: you have to get up close to smell them? Or? Well, pen, I mean, no, not or really. In
2: the neighborhood? <laughs> I think ginkgo's make smell worse.
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, ginkgo, I remember, uh, <laughs> this,
2: this goes back to,
1: ever take a class in college or anywhere and you think why did they teach me that what am i <laughs> going to use that for i can remember at mtsu when i was a student there they would take you on a, a tour of the campus uh this was in biology and they would point out there are ginkgo trees
2: there are on the campus and correct. they would point
1: out this is a male this is a female ginkgo tree i'd never known there were male and female trees but I watched them closely to be sure there was no funny stuff going on <laughs> uh,
2: but they would talk about that so you say ginkgo trees I, one of them I can't remember which one it is, the male or the female that smells one of them have the smell one of them don't so I'm gonna assume it's the female because it's flowers mm-hmm. so so that's the difference yeah uh, but, I, but I can't I'm not a hundred I can't remember exactly but one of them do not have that same smell but I think the the geekho tree smell worse than the um uh Bradford pear.
1: Are there other male and female plants?
2: Oh trees, there's a lot bushes. of yes. There are a lot of different uh uh male and female different plants. But a lot of time some of them are some of them actually produce both. Uh the, that's some of our um we think about that when uh most of them i 'em I'm gonna say most of them are probably female, but mm mm-hmm. mm. For pollinators, think about fruit crop one of the ones I think about first come to mind that, uh, like, uh, can do cross pollination and things. Some that's why sometimes we like our opportunity we got to have two different ones, two for two different different pollination. Well, we would prefer three different varieties so you can get that cross pollination on some plants, but yeah, there are quite a few. Uh, we think about we think about vegetables, I think about um what come to my, uh, um I lost my train of thought, cucumbers and things like oh, that, yeah, yeah. the flowering plant, you know, have male and female uh, flowers. So there are a lot of plants that have both on this, can have both. We, we can talk, uh, we can do a whole show on what plant smells the worst. <laughs> you're, gonna, you're making me dig way back. I had to, to stand up for this quiz, bar.
1: <laughs> Our phone number is 615-893-1450. We're about to begin the final segment, so if you have a question or a comment, don't let it slip away. Uh, curious minds are needing to know your answers. 615-893-1450. Maybe you have a, a, a just a horrible spelling plant and you wanna share a story. I, I can remember, I, why do we remember these things? I can remember going to Washington, D.C. Uh, it was on a snowy, snowy day when we got off the airplane, met some friends, they took us downtown to the uh, the place that has the flowers, uh, National Gardens, I guess, has a better name than that. But they had on display what they said was the worst smelling flower ever, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> so I'm gonna say it was a ginkgo it? flower. I don't
2: know. <laughs> no, it was I think that was one of the worst smelling flowers.
0: If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local. You want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett. It's all sports talk. Weekdays at 5 on WGNS. If you're one of the 100 million Americans who suffer from high blood pressure, this is for you. New Vicks NyQuil high blood pressure is specially formulated for people with high blood pressure. NyQuil high blood pressure is sugar-free and alcohol-free. NyQuil high blood pressure is also decongestant-free, unlike some ordinary cold medicines. So look for Vicks NyQuil High Blood Pressure. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, aching, fever, sore throat, cold and flu for people with high blood pressure. Medicine. Use as directed. Dell Technologies' semi-annual sale has arrived, and it's time to upgrade to the latest business technology. Save big on laptops and desktops with Windows 11 Pro. Plus, get amazing deals on server, storage, and cloud solutions, as well as top work accessories, including docks, monitors, and more. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call a Dell Technologies advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL for special business offers during our semi-annual sale.
3: If you're looking for that perfect wedding gift, baby gift, house warming, of course you want to decorate for the holidays, please come see us. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Please come and shop with us for all your farm and home needs. We have what you need for your home and your lawn, garden, farm. We also have a great selection of clothing and great gift ideas. Please come see us. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. We're located at 985 Middle Tennessee Boulevard, just off of South Church. Mostly sunny skies here for this afternoon with a high in the upper 80s. Winds out of the northeast of 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear, low near 60. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicic on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 57. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community, Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
0: Join me, America's career coach, Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do.
1: Only on WGNS will you hear a morning program <laughs> focusing on stinking flowers.
2: <laughs>
1: and we've been digging deeper on this. Uh, Anthony is really, uh, you're, you're forming a, a strong, uh, you know, disenchantment with ginkgo trees. Uh, and it's the female ginkgo tree. You're yeah. thinking, pretty sure it's. The yeah,
2: female one I feel pretty sure I think, and I did try to look it up, and it did say that uh it was the female ginkgo smelled. I thought there was the one, but I won hundred percent I couldn't remember exactly
1: you've just made a lot of women <laughs> angry against you now,
2: but but they are this not, is
1: Anthony Tuggle that you're hearing, <laughs> but they his are not,
2: opinion they are not ginkgo trees though no, that's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the Bradford pear is another one. That's the one I'm assuming she may be referring to so as they, well.
1: Is it? Are there male and female Bradford
2: pears? I'm not sure if they didn't have male and female flowers. I'm not a, I'm, I'm. So I'm sometimes not. you
1: can have the flowers uh, on one tree have male and females?
2: I'm not mistaken, yes. Uh, but I think a lot of times what we call a male and a female plant is that one that may have a more dominant than the flowering of of each other each each plant this is fascinating
1: i mean it really is (laughs) (laughs) so you could come out to the farmer's market tomorrow (laughs) talk with some of the master gardeners uh, especially as they're around some of their garden areas and ask them these questions and then they're going to probably start by thinking where in the world did they get these ideas? <laughs> They've been around some perverted people or something. I don't. Yeah. Smelling flowers. Okay. Smelling
2: flower. Well, they the ones that smell you can smell them pretty uh pretty well, and that kind of uh, you know and as I was looking up, it gave me the ten, uh, smelliest plants. T- you found actually the ten. <laughs> Worst On an article, yeah, well, g- share yeah, it. Well, I'm <laughs> well, I'm ready for this material. Uh, the first one, uh, the with uh, a Bradford pear. Well,
1: the first number, the, the worst smelling.
2: It, it, the worst smelling one was considered a Bradford pear, and I'm not familiar with this second one. Is a Crown Imperial? It's a flower.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: the third one was the uh, ginkgo tree.
1: Really? So we. I would
2: flip them too. I think ginkgo worse.
1: So we've got two of them right here in town.
2: <laughs> and the third fourth one is a valerian. I'm not familiar with this plant at all. It has like a lot of small white Does it flowers. have a picture of it? It does.
1: Is it does it have any sort of reddish uh, purplish orchidy looking colors? Cuz that's what I remember about the one that I saw at that uh, garden in Washington.
2: No, this one is white. It has white? small white flowers. Um, uh Mm-mm. That's odd. The fifth one is an English boxwood. I'm, I don't remember that one. Smelled. English boxwood? Uh, wow. <laughs> That's not, I don't think I have a smell. I know that one have a smell.
1: Now, I have noticed boxwoods have a unique smell to them, but I wouldn't classify it as bad or terrible. I mean, when I'm thinking bad and terrible, I'm thinking,
2: ugh. Yeah. This one called the uh, sixth one is a sea holly, and it's purple, Okay, that this may purplish be. one has a little orange in it. Uh, but I'm not familiar. Again, this is more of a. I'm not familiar with this plant either. Uh, seven uh, moss flocks. Hmm. I think I heard. Them. And this is the top. How many? Top ten. Top ten
1: worst smelling flowers.
2: Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't agree with this. I'm gonna have to my sources on this one. Thank goodness <laughs> we don't
1: have one of those as our state flower or state tree yeah. or. Something uh, like that. Yeah, the,
2: uh, eighth is a yellow asylum. I mean, that's a common plant. I don't... Uh, some people refer to it a basket of gold, so I don't recall that one maybe. It's thinking... they mm-hmm. may have a little sight, different smell, but no one's called uh, I wouldn't it... But
1: number one was...
2: Bradford pear. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. I mean, because people have continued to mention that.
2: Yeah, and, they, and you can tell in the spring.
1: Um, I'll have to...
2: You, Our neighbors you, you,
1: have some, I mean, a, a, several of them, and they're beautiful. I mean, they, they line the whole, uh, their yard, uh, but they're across the street neighbors, so I have not smelled them. go I need them, to I walk are, a little, want, walk well, you across should, yeah. the
2: street. If they have that many, you should be able to smell them. When you, well, and then if
1: I pass out or something, <laughs> is, it, is it that well,
2: bad? I, to, no, I don't think they're that bad. I mean, they, they are very distinct. uh uh, smell.
1: I'm not gonna fall out in the road. No, I think
2: there. you should be fine.
1: Okay, there you have it from Anthony. Don't forget
2: farmers market tomorrow. What time? Uh, from seven to twelve. And where is the Lane Agri Park? We're located at uh, three fifteen John Rice Boulevard, uh, right down the street from Sam. So and if see. I
1: need to get a year's supply of uh, local honey,
2: oh uh, yes, come and get it at least throughout through 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 the winter. Okay, <laughs> be ready for. Uh, I know I got to get something to put in my coffee every morning, so I have to get me some Have
1: you Have you had uh, hay fever and, you know, stuff like that, uh, allergies?
2: Uh, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> there you go. It works. Local honey, which is, uh, you know, pollinated by the local plants that give you allergies. You put a little of it in you, allergies go away. Anthony Tuggle, it has been a ball. Thank it's you. Enjoy
2: it, Bart. Have a great day.
1: You take care. Much more to come. I don't think we're going to be talking next hour, though, about uh, spelling trees.